Chapter 4 We're not going far, just to the car wash. They're using the car wash? No way. Rachel laughed. You have to admit, they are ingenious. We flew, not side by side, because that would have looked suspicious. Hawks and eagles don't exactly fly in formation like geese. We kept a hundred yards apart, but with our incredible vision and thought speak, we might as well have been next to each other. We rose higher and higher on the thermals, then thermal hopped. That's where you rise to the top of one pillar of warm air and glide to the next. Then you rise again and drift to the next. It's an easy, lazy kind of flying. You don't get where you're going very fast, but you don't get tired out either. It was awfully nice, flying just under the bellies of the clouds with Rachel. I may have lost my human body, but I've gained wings. And flying is... Well, I'm sure you've daydreamed about it. I know I used to. I'd sit in class, gazing out at the sky, or lie back in the grass, looking up, and wonder what it would be like to have wings. To be able to fly up and up, and away from all the stupid little problems of life. Flying is as wonderful as you'd think. It has problems too, like anything else. But, oh man, on a warm day, with the mountains of fluffy white clouds showing the way to the thermal updrafts, it's just wonderful. So where are we going? We're not headed toward the car wash. Rachel pointed out. I snapped alert. I looked down at the ground, spotting the familiar road grids and buildings I knew so well from this angle. We were in an area bordering the forest, not far from Cassie's farm. What am I doing here? I asked. I must have spaced. Sorry, this way. I cranked a hard left turn and beat my wings to gain some speed. Rachel has to deal with the two-hour time limit. We'd wasted a lot of time. I couldn't believe I'd spaced out so badly. We flapped hard for a while. Um, Tobias? Am I crazy, or are we right back where we were? I looked down at the ground. She was right. We were right back in the same area by the edge of the forest. I felt a cold chill. No way, I whispered. Are you lost? Lost? Of course not, I said. I don't get lost. We're heading just south of east. I know exactly where we are. But this isn't where I was heading. Is there something going on here? Rachel asked. This makes no sense, I said. I was heading for... And that's when I saw it happen. We were gliding over the edge of the forest. Farmland on one side, all green and perfectly squared. Then a band of scruffy brush and fallen down wire fence. Then the trees. Elms, oaks. Various pines. The trees extended in a long sweep right, from the farmland up into the far distant mountains. With my hawk's vision, I could even see snow on those far off peaks. But that's not what I was noticing right then. What I was noticing right then was that a single huge oak tree was sliding to one side. Just sliding, like it had no roots, like it was on a skateboard or something. A huge oak tree just slid over. 
and beneath the oak tree there appeared to be a hole in the ground. What is that? Rachel demanded. You got me, I said. That whole tree is just moving. And the hole under it isn't natural, I pointed out. It's too round. It's man-made. Or else not man-made, Rachel said darkly. Something's down there. I saw something moving. It's coming up. Coming up out of the ground. I see it, Rachel said. What is it? Can you see? I had a better angle than Rachel, and I could see what was coming up from underground. I saw a snake-like head with huge forward-swept horns. I saw powerful shoulders and arms that were armed with blades at the elbows and wrists. I saw the big Tyrannosaurus feet and the short spiked tail and the blades at the knees. I saw seven feet of razor-bladed death. Hork-Bajir, I said. Chapter 5 Hork-Bajir, Rachel snarled. A year ago, that name would have meant nothing to me. It would have just been some nonsense word. But now I knew the Hork-Bajir. The Andalite who gave us our powers had told us that the Hork-Bajir were once a decent, peaceful species. But they had been enslaved by the Yurks. All of them were controllers now. The entire species carried the Yurk slugs in their heads. And with the Yurks controlling their every action, the Hork-Bajir were walking killing machines. Amazingly fast. Incredibly strong. Armored, bladed, almost fearless. They were the shock troops of the Yurk Empire. hork had come close to killing Rachel several times. And all of us had felt the hork blades at least once. What is a hork doing coming out in broad daylight? Rachel asked. I looked closely. The hork was climbing some kind of ladder. When it reached the surface, it blinked its reptile-like eyes at the light. It climbed out and stood like some vision of a demon. Then I noticed there was a second orc coming up behind it. There are two of them, Rachel said. Yeah, and you know what? I think they look scared. Just then. The alarm was deafening to my hawk hearing. The sound screamed up from the hole in the ground. The two orc jerked in surprise and fear. One of them grabbed the other and held it close for a split second. In an instant, they were off and running through the forest. Running as if their lives depended on it. And let me tell you something. hork can move out when they want. Those big long legs take big long steps. They plowed into the brush, slashing wildly with their bladed arms, slicing through bushes and thorns and small trees like a harvester going through a wheat field. How are you doing on morph time? I asked Rachel. I still have an hour, at least. She said. So we follow these guys? Oh, yeah. We flopped again some of the altitude we'd lost and prepared to follow the hork Not much of a challenge, really. They were chopping a path straight through the woods that a blind man could follow. They're not exactly into the stealth thing, are they? Rachel commented. And that's when things really broke loose. 
Up from the hole in the ground, humans poured. Armed humans. Men and women, dressed in an array of normal-looking human clothing. Controllers, of course. Not that you could tell by looking. But I knew now that the hole led down to the Yurk Pool. And there was no doubt in my mind. These humans were human controllers. Slaves of the Yurks in their heads. They carried human weapons. Automatic rifles, handguns, shotguns. The Yurks were going after the two Hork Bashir. But they were being careful. They were sending only human controllers. They weren't going to risk any more Hork Bashir being seen by normal people. Twenty... Thirty human controllers climbed up out of the hole. They'll never catch them, Rachel said. I know. What's going on here? Are those hork trying to escape somehow? Up from the hole, machines began to appear. They seemed to levitate. I almost laughed when I saw them. Dirt bikes? The Yurks have motorcycles? It seemed bizarre, even funny. The Yurks have faster-than-light spacecrafts. Now they were using dirt bikes? Uh-oh, Rachel said. The hork are fast, but they aren't that fast. Human controllers were firing up the motorcycles. I could hear the sputtering roar of the engines. In all, 15 Yamahas and Kawasaki's came up through the hole. The motorcycles took off. Some had just one rider. Others had two. One to steer and one to shoot. The hork had a lead of a few hundred yards, but they'd never outrun the small army. As I watched from the safety of the air above, the motorcycles roared off through the woods in pursuit. They churned up dirt and leaves and shattered the quiet. And they gained quickly on the two fling hork Rifles fired. Motorcycles roared. The hork ran, but the bikes leapt and twisted and snaked toward them. Rifles, automatic weapons, and shotguns all ripped apart the tree trunks. The human controllers were firing wildly, firing at anything that moved. From the ground, they couldn't see the hork yet, but they could see flashes of them, and they kept on shooting. This is going to be over in about ten seconds. Rachel said grimly. What are we going to do? You want to help Ork Bashir? I asked incredulously. Have you ever heard the saying, the enemy of my enemy is my friend? The Yurk want these two Ork Bashir dead. That's good enough reason for me. Me too, I said. We'll have to use thought speak. Talk directly to them. Let's do it, Rachel said. I would have smiled if I'd had a mouth. Rachel is so brave, she is just short of being reckless. I like that about her. Hey, hork down there! I saw them stagger, as though they were shocked and amazed to be hearing thought speak. Like that was their major problem. You're about ten seconds away from being dead, I said. Listen to me, and you just might get out of this alive. Chapter 6 First of all, stop tearing up the foliage, geniuses. They're following the trail you make. And second of all, jump left. Now, jump! 
the two Orkbashir leapt to their left, just as a pair of motorcycles were passed, missing them by a few feet. One of the controllers cut loose with both barrels of a shotgun. I could see the pellets tear a tree trunk into wet sawdust. Okay, keep going that direction, I told the Orkbashir. Thoughtspeak is kind of like email. You can address it to everyone, or you can address it to a certain person. It sounds complicated, but you get used to it. Do you have a plan? Rachel asked me so that the Hork-Bajir couldn't overhear. I hadn't really thought that far ahead, I admitted. Do you know a safe place for them to hide? I searched my memory. I had to think like a human, not a bird. The Horkbashir couldn't exactly hide in trees. Yeah, there's a cave I know about. If we can keep them alive till then. The Horkbashir are running flat out. But now, I saw a pair of big 4x4 pickup trucks coming from another direction. The trucks raced along the dirt road, coming up to cut off the two fugitive Horkbashir. The Yurks were pulling out all the stops. Man, this is like a really bad chess game where the other player has all the pieces. I muttered. You know these woods, Tobias, Rachel said. That's our edge. Yeah, we hope. I turned my head left and right. Yes, I did know these woods. I knew where we were. I knew every tree and every ravine and every tiny stream. Okay, you guys, cut to your right now. There's a ditch, but there are a couple of controllers in your way. So you need to pass the big rock pile there, keeping it on your left. The Horkbashir hesitated, missed a couple of steps, and looked around in confusion. Did you guys hear me? They heard you, Rachel said tersely. I think the instructions were too complicated. Oh, great. Okay, in that case, let's play follow the leader. I took a deep breath and glanced around to make sure I knew exactly where I was. Then I spilled a little air from my wings, tried to keep all the speed I could, and dropped down into the trees. Okay, time to play follow the big birdie. I zoomed just over their heads. Yeah, me, the big brown bird with the pretty red tail. Follow me and stay close. Tobias! Rachel yelled. One of the trucks is moving in ahead of you. I zoomed left and the twin monsters came racing right after me. Have you ever flown at full speed right through a densely packed forest? Probably not. So let me tell you, it's exciting. Exciting like a video game set to the highest speed, where one wrong move means you're a bundle of crushed bird bones and feathers. Stay with me, boys. We're going to be hauling butt, I said. I shot between two trees that were so close together. I felt my wingtips brush rough bark. I cranked a right so sudden and sharp, I almost splattered against an oak. And then I flapped hard to gain speed before the two not very bright hork ran over me. High overhead, Rachel called down with updates. Tobias, three dirt bikes on your left, converging. Tobias, that truck is coming up behind you. They've spotted the hork Tobias, look out, guy with a gun. Shotgun pellets ripped the air around me and stripped the leaves from a branch. My flying muscles were aching, but I was too high on sheer adrenaline to care.
It was insane. I was rocketing through the woods, barely missing tree trunks, just skimming above the saplings, blowing through territories belonging to other birds who'd have killed me themselves if I'd slowed down. I was the rabbit, and the two deadly hork were the dogs chasing me through the woods. And I'll say this for the hork they may not be great at following instructions, but they know how to stay on a target. Zoom! Through the trees! Zoom! Barely rising fast enough to clear a rocky outcropping! Zoom! Left! Zoom! Right! Zoom! Straight up with every single muscle screaming! I screamed in a combination of fear and total powered-up red-tailed excitement. Man, I was doing some serious flying, but I was not getting close to my goal, and I was not losing the pursuing dirt bikes and 4x4s. Tobias! Oh man, there's a helicopter coming up from the south, maybe two minutes away. We're dead meat if that chopper gets here before we lose these controllers on the ground. There's a stream. Think these monsters swim? They don't look like they do, Rachel said. hork can you swim? If you can, signal me by quickly slicing down the next sapling you come to. Slash! A sapling was suddenly shorter. All right then, stay with me! Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs auditory experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. Got some messages. Have one here on Tumblr from uh, Kitsune Heart that says, Holy shit. Thanks for all the time you're putting in, because you're saving me so much actual book reading time. I have lots of audiobook time, but so, so little sit reading time. Uh, thank you for listening, Kitsune Heart, um, and thank you for writing in. Uh, and I definitely relate, because I, too, have way more audiobook time than I do actual sit-down-and-read time. So I'm glad you're getting something out of this, and uh, hopefully you continue to enjoy my work. I also got a review in from She'll Be Your Hero on iTunes. Uh, if you use iTunes and you want to leave me a review, I wouldn't hate that. Uh, they write, Who knew? I was looking for audiobooks at the library to introduce my kids to the series, but couldn't find any. Found a website that led me to you. Thank you. Such complex themes I never noticed as a kid. Then parentheses, unfortunately my kids are not ready for this yet, but now I know. Uh, thank you for checking me out. And uh, awesome that you found it just by like searching around online. That's really cool that my SEO is getting up there. It's what I strive for. Uh, I don't really have anything else. So, you know, if you would like to reach me with a question or a comment, you can do that at audiomorphscast.tumblr.com or audiomorphscast at gmail.com. And be sure to check out my website, theapodcalypse.com. That's the apodcalypse. It's like apocalypse, but there's a D right, at the, right in there, right in the middle, uh, right after the O. If you know how to spell apocalypse, you can spell apodcalypse. <laughs> uh, but please be sure to check that out because it shows all the other, uh, all the, all the stuff that I do in my free time. Um, so that's, that's all I have for you this week. I will be seeing you all 
next week. My name is Daniel, and I know one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight 